generation dwells here. And then we moving by the pack, so we moving them. And even if you don't, then you do, cause you cool with them. They be like, I only went to school with them. Welcome to Color Correction, a GZZ podcast. Oh my god. It's so weird to do this in front of my my computer without you guys here. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's even. a little more. Yeah, it's making this sink in even more. I hate this. this welcome. Yeah, this fucking sucks. Welcome to Color Correction. I use the podcast. Your tone got really uh, like sarcastic that second time. Welcome, well, welcome no, to welcome I to guess color, color correction. Because I because the greatest Whatever. thing about color correction is that it sound is like three people who like each other in a room hanging out, and now it's like everything in our lives is a Zoom meeting or whatever, including yeah. color correction. Sorry, everybody. All right, all right, I'll get it together. Here we go. Welcome to our Zoom meeting. <laughs> Welcome to Color Correction, a GCC podcast about race and faith from the perspective of a black girl, an Asian guy, and a white guy, too. Uh, I'm Andrew, he, him pronouns. I'm Asian. And I'm Bethany. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a black woman. I'm Chris. I use he, him pronouns. I'm a white man. And as we just said, we're not in our regular studio. We are now in a different time, living different lives. Um, and so nothing's going library. to be the same again. That's that is what it feels like. Well, why don't we talk about where we are physically right now? Because we're not in the studio. Um, yeah. I'm in a little room that I use as a study in front of my desktop computer, and we're we're using an app to record today. Where, where are you guys? So I'm, I'm in my bedroom. Oh. See, this is what happens when you're yeah. not in the studio. No. You can't see that somebody's about to talk. Well, go ahead, I always Chris. I always go last, which um, it seems like the right move. Go ahead, Beth. Okay. Um, so I'm in my bedroom, and like I said um, in last week's episode, I think it's going to be our disclaimer for last week's episode. Um, I'm in my bedroom alone. Nobody has been in my house in two weeks because um, in the climate right now, that's really dangerous. So yeah, I'm just hanging out on my bed, um, recording on my phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm here in my office. Um, where I've spent every day of the last couple weeks. Um, and this is my, this is where I, I work. Um, it's, it's a pretty plain Jane room. I haven't, we haven't like hung pictures on, on these walls yet. And it seems like being home more, we would, we haven't. <laughs> All right. We haven't. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll, we'll get back into that in a little bit, but the first thing we do is talk about some corrections or additions we have from our previous episode. Uh, I have corrections actually from last week's um, guest, my good friend, Josh. He had one suggestion and then one correction. So his correction was that Pulse nightclub is not actually a Latinx nightclub, um, but rather that the shooting happened on a Latinx centered dance night um, for the Latinx community. Latinx queer community. Um, and he also had a suggestion um, for queer folks that are navigating their faith, um, he suggested that our Bible um, is a really good um, Bible app that also has devotionals and prayers. All right. So how do we want to get into this? Everything in our lives is upside down now, and I'm sure everything in everybody's lives everywhere is upside down. And we thought that it would be disingenuous to do anything but talk about how we're feeling because all the mm -hmm. plans that we had before and everything all the ways we had of doing things 
are just there's a now a new way of doing them yep. and it could be mm-hmm. it could be the for, for the foreseeable future so why don't let's start with you guys while i while i process my own feelings but how are you guys feeling and and dealing with this yeah i'm feeling miserable i cry most days which is so sad but also not unusual for me because i am a crier um but i think i am the type of person that likes space to myself i'm an extra extrovert but i also like to you know always get like at least an hour to myself if i'm spending a lot of time with people Um, So at first I was like, okay, like I'll be able to really focus on my home and like get some projects done. But like the burden of loneliness and isolation as a single person almost makes me less like motivated Mm -hmm. to do things. Like I kind of Mm -hmm. just want to do nothing. Like it, it feels, um, I feel inclined to just sit in the pain of loneliness and I miss my mother. Mm-hmm. Like that's my boo. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I haven't seen her in three weeks and I haven't hugged her in over yeah. a month because the last time I saw her was when um, COVID-19 first hit the East coast. I think it was in Jersey first. Mm-hmm. And I had gone to DC that weekend and like stopped at my parents' house on the way back to Philly. And I was like, hey, like, don't come near me. Like, we can talk. I'll I'll sit in the Mm -hmm. living room here. You sit on the other chairs, her and my dad. But I told both of them not to come near me just in case. So, like, I really want to hug my mom. That's my girl. Yeah. I didn't even think about the fact that you are a single person. Like, at least, like, Chris and I are both married. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a fucking dog or a cat. It's just I've been me. envying people with dogs because they have an excuse to me go too. outside. I mean, I know that we're allowed to go outside, but um, honestly, <gasps> I, I think for the past week I have I have um, I have had like not panic attacks, but I have had stress headaches every time I leave the house. I think they keep drilling into us that you need to stay in, and I think subconsciously that's just been drilled into me so much mm-hmm. that. I I have that it is now hard for me to leave the house and we're only I guess theoretically two weeks into this thing I can't imagine Mm -hmm. like I'm trying to be conscious of the way that my mind is processing this so that when this is over if it is over is how I'm feeling uh I'm not completely mentally fucked up and I think that is going to be this is something that a lot of people are going to be struggling with I I don't feel alone in this no I think a lot of people are going to be mentally unwell Um, that's one of, uh, I think I've mentioned before that I do workforce development for a nonprofit in the city, um, that works with, that houses formerly homeless folks. And that's been my Mm -hmm. biggest concern is like, okay, a lot of my, um, clients have lost their jobs. They're going to be sitting up in the crib, feeling broken, feeling broke for like the next two months. Like. What does it look like when we come back? Because it does feel like there's no end in sight, but we know that there's, there has to be, mm-hmm. right? Like every pandemic that's ever, we're not still dealing with the Black Death. So like there is an end in sight. One of my biggest fears is, is what does mm. the future hold? What does the world look like when the end actually yeah. approaches mm-hmm. us? And I, I think a lot of people are going to be mentally unwell. Yeah. 
I mean, is there anything you guys are doing? And Chris, uh-huh. I, feel free to chime in here yeah. with how you're feeling because we're 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 kind of being a little freewheeling about this. But is there anything you guys are 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 doing in order to try to stay well? I guess like Beth and I were were part of a, a cell group like through our church. So like those meetings are really they're 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 bizarre because like we are not sitting in in a <laughs> in our friend's living room right now. We're like in another Zoom meeting. So like. There's a level mm-hmm. at which like even the things some of the, some of the things I'm doing to like stay sane like like connecting with friends and family this barrier mm-hmm. um I feel it like I never I never quite mm-hmm. feel at ease um as, as my like so like on one hand I'm like so yeah so having more connections with family in many ways has been good mm-hmm. still like I still feel trapped. Yeah, I hear you, especially mm-hmm. since everything is in front of a screen oh now. God. Like work is in front of the screen, uh-huh. cell is in front of the screen, this is in front of a screen. Uh-huh. So it all kind mm-hmm. of blends together as like one kind of mushy uh-huh. thing that I kind of want to do, kind of don't want to do, or whatever. It's whatever it is. It's like in front of this thing, and it it, it feels bad. I don't know. I am with Bethel. Like taking a walk, it doesn't is, feel is good. Like those moments mm-hmm. of leaving the house um you know like it's spring the the the, the trees are blossoming they mm-hmm. smell wonderful um uh-huh. that that part is great uh, i love it um right and every time someone else is on the sidewalk i'm like where do i stand right i just keep circling back Beth, like, about things to say i can't something? do ah! I was going to say all of this like virtual connection feels good, but it's also feels Mm -hmm. really shallow. Like it doesn't feel the same as like being next to somebody or getting to see their response in real time. Cause a lot of my like virtualness has like just a slight uh, lag. It's very slight, but that slight lag just like reinforces uh the lack of like humanness and being mm-hmm. next yeah. to somebody and like i don't know even smelling somebody <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like it's just i i want to be able to smell somebody's cologne or like mm-hmm. you know the shea butter that my mother Ooh. puts in her hair like it's right. i don't know you've it's been in zoom crazy. meetings all day today right i've been in a zoom meeting since 9 a.m i had therapy at uh-huh. 9 a.m I had my coordinate cell leaders coordinating group meeting at 10. And then me and my friends, we were supposed to get brunch together last week. So we desi- decided to drink wine and Zoom each other, which that mm-hmm. was fun. Uh-huh. Um, and I did that from like 11 to 1. And then I was in another church meeting at 1. So I was in five hours that of is... virtual meetings this, this wow. Saturday. Wow. And how does that feel? What's Tell me about that. It feels so fucking Uh shallow. You know what I mean? Like the entire time. Well, I think Easter will have passed. Uh, I'm revealing a secret. The entire time I was in the second church meeting, I was texting the other people in the group lewd things and laughing. Okay. Like I was totally disconnected. (laughs) Like we just kept sending each other pictures of like giving each other the middle finger. I like couldn't handle yeah. it. Like it was so it's just 
it just doesn't mm-hmm. hit the spot. I, yeah. That the you did ask what what we're doing that's helping and we we keep circling back to like the things we've tried and and don't feel quite right. Oh, yeah, that's true. I actually am doing a lot of wellness and like self-care. I've been doing mm-hmm. a lot of exercising. I've already lost another three pounds in the mm-hmm. last week. Um, and I've toned up a okay. lot. Too. I've been doing like Yo. lots of push-ups and crunches and squats. Um, and my legs feel stronger. And I walk like, I don't know, two to four miles uh-huh. a day. Okay. Um, yeah, it depends on my mood. Um, and I've been doing a lot of skincare. That's going to be one of the things that I'm into. I'm going to give you guys okay. some skincare no. <laughs> products that I, I think, think my folks skin is just going to be better from not but, touching my face. <laughs> yeah. Well, my skin is better because I'm not wearing okay, makeup. Yeah. And makeup is kind of like when you wear makeup every day, uh-huh, there's chemicals right. in makeup. So it has an effect mm-hmm. on your face. So because I'm in the house all the time. And all I'm doing is like actual skincare. I'm like, okay, you're not aging as much as you thought, Bethany. Black <laughs> doesn't crack. Nice. <laughs> so that's how I've been taking care um, of myself. I have been doing more. Um, so I, I like right before all this went down, I, I had this bout of sciatica. I'm so glad that I like got that straightened out before we went into this. But like one of the things I've been doing to take care of myself is like continue doing my my physical therapy exercises, get which is like the main kind of body activity I've, I'm I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm cooking. Oh, what what's a good thing that you've cooked ah, in the last couple of weeks? Man. I've been making a lot of cornbread. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Do you believe in actual corn? Um, I do, and I haven't been making that way. But I do love corn in the okay. cornbread. A can mm-hmm. of creamed corn oh, adds a lot so of moisture good. and a little bit of nice little texture yeah. to cornbread. That's there's my banana favorite. bread that Janine made today. Um, I've made a couple good soups. I made this. I made this beet soup, this borscht that's terrible, but I'm working my way through it. <laughs> you know, like the, <laughs> the cooking, like the the preparation was definitely better than the outcome. Andrew, what are you doing? It seems like you're really struggling, and I totally yeah. identify with that. What, how are you taking care of yourself or managing through this struggle? I mean, I can't say that anything is a pure outlet for me at this point. Like everything is tinged with a little bit of anxiety and sadness. (laughs) Like I've been doing a lot Mm -hmm. of kendo suburi, like practice swings, just like do a hundred or whatever, do 150 Mm. to 200. Wow. But even then it's like, it's good for me, but like, I wish I could doing this with other people in a room, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, Mm or like I, I, everything's tainted exactly, by the yeah. isolation. Or like I set up um, like a chat channel for, for me and a bunch of buddies of mine so we can kind of hang out with somebody during our work at home work day. Um, my yep. call? <laughs> yes. My, <laughs> my, 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 my one friend who I mention all, constantly. Um, yeah, Mike Paul's one of the guys on there. Uh, and it like feels slightly less alone, but once again, like it's, it's just a substitute. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's also been really hard for me to watch movies or TV that are just not completely fantasy or or like set in a different world. Like anything that just has like a restaurant or a crowd is oh, like I was I just, just thinking that. Like, oh my god. It feels to me like if you guys remember like watching a movie and you see the twin towers there, mm-hmm. but it's like every movie is that has the twin towers. That's what it feels like. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh wow. Right, like okay. everything is of a bygone age. 
So it's like, oh, this was a time. Right. Yeah, this was a time when people could be next mm-hmm. to each other. Wow, mm-hmm. that feels so distant. Is that how yeah, it feels? It does. Honestly, I, I can okay. say this. The, so the, the the things that make me feel better are movies and shows about catastrophes or wars. <laughs> <laughs> what um it actually makes you feel better what what makes you it does make me feel better or does it feel more accurate well it's like it kind of makes me feel better to know that like well first of all like fantasy stuff is nice like i've been seeing a lot of the lord of the rings quotes on facebook and oddly enough you know maybe it's the the nerd equivalent of seeing of like going into a christian bookstore and seeing like a bible verse knit on a pillow (laughs) uh but like gandalf saying um that um but gandalf gandalf saying all we can do is all we all we have to decide is what to do with the time that's given to us is actually comforting to me i don't i don't know why i I mean maybe it's the the idea that like bad stuff has happened in the past and p and and it's survivable that's where i'm deriving comfort right now as Uh as uh Mm -hmm. as as weird as that is yeah yeah one of our cellmates said in our cell two weeks ago that like christ rose again and that like we will rise again from this like we humanity will survive this we've survived it in the past and that like um that parallel between christ's resurrection and our like resurrection Uh from this pandemic was a little yeah totally and not only that but the fact that the, the idea that the early Christians were looking at the end of the world not as an abstraction, but right. as something that was going to happen, for most of my life has just felt kind of quaint to me. Like, oh, look at those people in the past afraid of the end of the world. But some really bad shit went down in the lifetimes of the disciples. The persecution of the Christians and the destruction of Jerusalem mm-hmm. and just the ho- horrible atrocities that they lived to see and that Jesus was prophesying about. And in Matthew chapter 24, he gives some really like harsh practical advice on how to survive in a crisis. Like, like, and he says stuff like how hard it will be to women who are pregnant and nursing. He's like, man, I pity, I pity the women that are pregnant or nursing during this time because it's going to be hard for you. And like, one of my friends Mm -hmm. is pregnant right now Mm -hmm. and, and they're due in the middle of May. And all I can think about is like, that's how hard it will be for them. And like, I, with that when jesus says how hard it will be for the women who are pregnant or is nursing he's not even like he's not even saying anything spiritual he's just expressing his sympathy for people you know and i connect with jesus in that yeah. moment just in that like oh shit mm-hmm. you, this is going to be hard for you i hope i hope you get through this i hope i can help yeah and that's the sentiment you know there's nothing nothing profound there except mm-hmm. the sheer humanity of it mm. mm-hmm. and you find that comforting i do Oddly enough, now, now that you guys are pulling out what the things I'm finding comforting and they're all like weird stuff, I do find that comforting. The, the, the fact that like Jesus and the people in that, his, that, in that time were facing the enormity of something, that w- of something horrible that was going to happen, and yet like somehow the resurrection of Jesus provided comfort, like, mm. I don't know. I, I haven't thought about this a lot, but Bethany, you're, you're saying that just now kind of shook that out of me. I, I, so I'm getting comfort mm-hmm. right now from hearing you say that. Yeah. Well, it's something about, I feel like uh, America has this push for like health and wellness, health and wellness, only positivity, think positive, uh, talk Mm -hmm. affirmations. And like, those things are nice, but like suffering is also real and like not acknowledging suffering and like pain is just like, uh, it kind of feels inhumane, like pain and suffering is a part of humanity. 
So kind of what I hear you saying is you appreciate G- Jesus, who is, you know, um, mm-hmm. divine in our faith and is divine to us. His like moment of just like sheer humanity. You share yeah. that same human yeah. sense. No, that's definitely true. I, that's definitely I, G- Jesus feels close to me in that. I would definitely agree. Um, yeah. I mean, so one thing that we should talk about probably, and um, this morning I was talking to my mom. Um, I miss your mom. I also miss my mom. I hear you talking about how you miss your mom. I miss my mom. I was just talking to her this morning. Uh, yeah. and, and my mom was talking to me this morning and she was expressing some real empathy for for the people who are going through this uh, and, and are going to be losing their jobs or people in countries that have even worse health care than the United States. Um, and one yeah. thing that she really, um, what she said was, Andrew, I want you to be ambitious, but not for yourself. I want you to be ambitious for the sake of other people. And I was like, damn, mm. mom, like, but like that's, I, I don't know. I've been thinking about that all day. Mm. That's know, profound. Right? Um, and very Christian. Yeah. And I'm glad like, my, right. Yeah. Like. Like, uh, what what episode was it where Chris said something to the effect of, like, the waves that we create mm, affect yep, other was, people? Yeah. And it sounded like some sort of, like, Christian book. That sounds yeah. like what your mom is speaking to. Like, our lives are not our own when we're walking yeah. in this life of faith right. with one another. So, like, our ambition is also for the ambition of right. our brothers and sisters. So, I guess what I want... Touchstone of, of like, of shared suffering mm-hmm. like, this is what knit yeah. us to mm-hmm. so totally and and not only i mean we had a lot of plans about what our year was going to look like as a team and in the separate things we were doing and in our ministry and activism so i guess what right. i'm interested in asking you guys and talking about here is how do you want to be ambitious or how are you planning to be ambitious or how are you seeing other people ambitious in this period of time when y- there's stuff that we had plans to do that but there's stuff that we don't even want to do yeah. like this podcast is hard for me to edit now or Bethany, you were talking about how like it's hard for you to do anything other than sit in your sadness. Mm-hmm. Like getting up is now hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's still, mm-hmm. you know, there's still work to be done. Um, and even in the, this circumstance, how are we going to do that work? Maybe we can talk about that a little bit. That's a good framework too, because like I, I don't. I, I feel a lot of that, like, I just don't want to do this in, in, in so many ways. Like, I just am not feeling it. Um, and I want, like, and I want to be ambitious for other people, but that's such a, there's so much of that that I don't feel connected to. Um, what has helped me this week? Um, I got a phone call from, um, from Miss Martha, you guys know Miss Martha um, from our from mm-hmm. our participatory defense world, and um, you know she's she's someone who's really in it. Um, she has she has family that's in in the prison system, and she's calling me and a whole lot of other people to see how we're doing. Um, mm. You know, and I I saw her call. And immediately thought of like all the like 
ways I haven't like been as active as, as other people. Like it just sent me down this like shame hole, but I got on the phone with her and you know, she's just like caring for people in a time when like she has her own concerns that like eclipse mine by, by a billion. Um, and I just thought that was like, I don't know. I just, I was so touched by that. And I've been thinking about it. What was she reaching out to you for? Um, mainly to check in. Like we, we talked about, um, so I, so she's part of, she's part of one of our, she's part of several of our, of our teams who are doing participatory defense work. And, and one of the ways we're working together is with, um, with a young man who, um, who I was, I was shooting some video of, of him and, and some of his friends to put together this mitigation packet that would be reviewed by the district attorney to like, you know, showcase this person's life and what the community loses if, um, if he goes to jail. Um, and, you know, like all the, like, court shut down. Um, I don't have the video anymore. I handed it off to someone else with this idea that we'd work on it together. Well, now I can't go anywhere. Um, and so the minute I see that phone call, it takes me to, like, well, that's something I haven't done. And, you know, we talked about that for a minute, but like mostly hers was a call of care and concern. Like she just mm -hmm. wanted to like know how her, her participatory defense family was doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hear you saying that, Chris, but at the same time, like, I feel like you've been, uh, you've, I've, I ha I see your work in pulling the hub together in this time, which is my favorite euphemism for what we're doing in this time. <laughs> in this time. <laughs> Uh, it's not actually my favorite. I hate when people say that, <laughs> but I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I see the work that you're putting in getting everybody together during this crisis mm -hmm. and hosting the hub meetings, or even like that first week when you were just alone in that oh room in front God. of the whiteboard. <laughs> that was yeah, really that was. beautiful, though. <laughs> I was really inspired by that, um, and I know that the that the hub and um, and no two one five jail is organizing an mm -hmm. action on Monday. Um, it, that will be an in car mm -hmm. action trying yeah. to get the city to uh, to free prisoners. Yeah, to before free more the prisoners. It's the prison system uh, and people held on bail before. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if it hits the prisons, it's going to decimate the prison population. Mm -hmm. Healthcare is already extremely mm -hmm. poor in the prisons. Yeah. Um, and it would just be devastating um and then other countries have done it like in iran they freed fifty four thousand prisoners um in response iran, to COVID 19 before it got mm -hmm. into their prison one thing that it's hard for me to see beauty mm -hmm. in all of this um but one place where i've been seeing a lot of beauty is kind of like what chris is talking about with martha calling him um, but it's the way that like community uh, members are really deeply caring for community members. Um, so I've mentioned in the past that I'm a part of the Philadelphia Community Bail Fund, um, and it's a grassroots organization that advocates for the end of cash bail by paying folks bail. But as soon as COVID-19 hit Philly and we started seeing like this is some real stuff that we're going to have to deal with. Um, my bail fund, as well as the Philadelphia bail fund, like put our money together and like oh. 
had a mass bailout. I think we've bailed out over wow, 70 yeah. people in the last week. And we're trying to push the mayor to, um, uh-huh. to free more people, especially at-risk mm-hmm. people in prison. Initiatives like that at this stage, I mean, that's just really beautiful. And uh, of course, there are going to be other opportunities mm-hmm. that are going to come up where we need to be ambitious on behalf of, I mean, our brothers and sisters who are who have mm-hmm. to wait even longer now yeah. uh, to have their cases heard or are going to wait even longer in prison. And I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking about what is what is this kind of how can we be creative and ambitious in the work that we're going to do going forward in this new environment? You know, what are the what mm-hmm. are the new strategies we're going mm-hmm. to adopt that don't involve that that where we're you know, we're still implementing physical and social distancing in order to protect ourselves and each other. Um, but we can, but we're, but we're not mm-hmm. kind of just kowtowing to the power of the state to tell us what to do and, and keep locking people up. You know, the fight goes on. I've never met a cop that I trusted, but I really appreciate um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. the police commissioner. Um, what's yeah, her last the, name? Oh, the Outlaw. Um, yeah. And that memo that went out that none of us were supposed to see, but then it made like national news. But all of those crimes that she was like, yo, don't Mm -hmm. lock people up for this thing. We don't want Mm -hmm. more people in the prisons. I really appreciate that. Like we need to be thinking practically in human. I don't even like just really considering people's humanity. Don't lock people up for stupid things and put them at risk. Like we need to be really strategically and creatively and ambitiously Mm. like trusting each other and caring for each other. And I kind of feel like that memo kind of speaks to the creativity and ambition that you're talking to, because it is ambitious to like take the risk of not. mm, I'm going to frame it this way. Take the risk of not arresting people. Because our society is so mm-hmm. built on paralyzing people with the fear mm-hmm. of arrest and incarceration. So taking the risk of like changing the culture in the middle yeah. of this time is, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I, it's I brave you. to me. I don't necessarily want to call a cop yeah. brave. That feels too, yeah, that I, feels I a little saying, too, though. I don't know. But I think the ways in which we are all taking our roles and, um, mm-hmm creatively yeah. figuring out how yeah, like to not arrest care for each other brave. Brave. Sure, a friend of mine was commenting to me how that this whole thing has has demonstrated how much of our society is bullshit yes they're just giving us 2.2 <laughs> trillion dollars where did yeah. that trillion dollars yeah. come from stuff like that this or stuff like you money. know what maybe you shouldn't have been arresting those people in the first place arrests why so- haven't we been doing this we're we're responding mad socialist all these things that we've been asking for before now all of a sudden everybody can make it happen because you know it shouldn't have taken a pandemic and crisis like this for us to be yeah practical and caring (laughs) so yeah society is a load of bullshit your friend is right Right. (laughs) like it's a facade thankfully uh some of these things can we can we can remember that these things were possible even when we're not in a moment of crisis right so i want to talk about how we're all feeling toward god in the middle of this um yeah i think like i said earlier it's really hard to see any beauty or love in the midst of this um or or really feeling the love of god in the midst of this craziness it feels too crazy for god to 
mm-hmm. be anywhere near here. So I guess I'm wondering, like, how are we feeling mm. towards God, about God, or like, if he's meeting us in this? I know mm. I'm struggling. Like, last night I was listening to the um, the fact that Italy buried 900 people yesterday. Like, 900 people died mm-hmm. yesterday from COVID-19. And my mind immediately went to, there mm-hmm. can't be a God in this in this world mm-hmm. that we exist in right now. Mm. I don't think I've ever thought that before. And I feel guilty yeah. about that. I have nothing to say to that. I mean, <laughs> I feel like if we were pastors, we'd feel compelled <laughs> to be like, to have, to, but I mean, the question of why does God allow evil to exist? There's no answer to it. And all we can do is a- ask it again and again no. and again. Uh, I usually find comfort in the idea that evil exists and God mm-hmm. is with us in our suffering. Right. I've written about that before. This feels too grotesque to even feel God meeting us in this. Like, yeah. it's just, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really mad at God yeah. and questioning a lot. Yeah, I think it's okay to, I mean, and all of us agree, it's okay to feel those feelings. Those feelings are written into the Bible. The, the questions are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Chris, do you have anything to add? Because I'm okay just letting Bethany's um, feelings be, be feelings that we're all sharing right now. I don't think I do. I, yeah. And maybe the next time that we talk, we'll, we'll be further. We'll have some sort of ideas, but we're like really in the middle of the shit of it. I guess, like, in many ways, I still feel really disconnected from the, from the pain. Mm. Um, and, like, hearing, hearing you, Beth, I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, that's so, that's so real and honest. Mm-hmm. Not, not what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I'm interested in getting the podcast out sooner rather than later is because the context for these things changes so quickly because of the rate that the disease is spreading where we are in a week or two weeks may well be a completely different emotional space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, okay. So what we like to do at the end of the podcast is talk about what we're into this week. Um, and I think this is especially important in our current circumstances because we got to hold on to something bethany you want to kick us off sure um so i'm into two things um i'm really into tiny desk concerts that are (laughs) that are on youtube oh my god Um, the npr tiny desk concerts they're so good um, two of my favorites right now are Snow Alexa. Oh, you were at my house that one time, oh, Chris. Oh my god! And I yes. was drunkenly watching yeah. Tiny Desk concerts. I am. I'm <laughs> flashing back to the end of Bethany's party, where she was a giggly mess and driving everybody crazy because she would. Oh my god! What? What even were those? I wouldn't stop trying to watch Tiny Desk concerts. Oh man, that was. <laughs> and all of my friends were like, "Enough." Yeah. The tiny desk that was amazing. I forgot you were there for that. Oh, um, so a- yes, I love tiny desk concerts. And two of my favorite right now are Chica or Chica, C-H-I-K-A, um, and Snow Allegra's. And like I said earlier, 
Um, I'm very into skincare because I have lots of time to focus on my skin right now. Um, so I have been using the Sand and Sky Mud Mask and it's about 40 bucks on Sephora, but it's really good. So if you ladies and guys out there are trying to, you know, shrink your pores, I suggest Sand and Sky. Awesome. Chris? Um, this week I caught a couple episodes of season one of Ugly Delicious, um, which is a documentary on Netflix. Um, uh, starring David Chang, who's a, who's a, a chef. Um, I, the episode that I watched or the, the couple episodes I watched were, were ones where like, so ugly delicious is exploring this idea of like ugly food, I guess. And so he, he talked about home cooking on the, on the episode, on one episode I watched. Um, and it was like around Thanksgiving with like his family and one of his white friends. There's a really interesting like conversation after our um after our podcast um about cultural appropriation. The other mm-hmm. episode he's in Houston and he's like Houston is uh, undergoing this like um kind of like food renaissance with like um its immigrant population like there's all this like Vietnamese and um creole kind of overlay happening there. And it was just like, it was a really fascinating exploration of like food and culture and yeah, really good. Enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It is a great show. What I am into is, uh, there is a YouTube channel called shoe and tree S H U and tree. It's a dog groomer in Korea (laughs) and each video is them grooming a dog. And the videos are like 10 minutes long and they're super relaxing. And you get to watch this dog go from like a fluffy, cute dog to a, to a nicely groomed, cute dog. Um, and my favorite part of each video is when they, is when they bathe and shampoo the dog and then they massage the dog's head and the dog is just like, I don't know what's going on, but I like this. (laughs) And I just find them really relaxing and a really nice balm in this difficult time. So. (laughs) Shoe and tree. Uh, that's what I'm into this week. <laughs> Andrew Yang, so, you are a beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I'll accept. I'll I'll take what I can get in this in this time in the time of the virus. Um. All right. So, um, special thanks to Luke Bartolomeo, our communications manager, and Jared Selby, our um, uh, who does our theme song. Joe Mahoney, we we miss you and your beautiful studio. Yeah. We wish that you were helping us yeah. out and uh we hope to get back to you sooner rather than later and i think during um during this time of you know being uh home ridden because of all of our stay-at-home orders around the country let us know how you're managing through COVID 19 mm-hmm. um and maybe where you're suffering and being met by god or how you're angry with god like i am too um this is a tough time. Um, and we're all sharing in this experience of suffering. And I think it's really important for us to lean onto and into each other. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you're listening to this episode and you feel compelled to write into us, please do at circle mobilizing at gmail.com. So stay safe, stay healthy and stay black little mermaid, because guess what? Coronavirus can get your black ass too. Ooh.
typing <laughs> while we're doing this. You're I typing. keep sending y'all notes. I'm not either. It is so loud on my side. I'm I don't not know. Typing. I think you are. are, you, are you Wait, is, is this what? Is this what you're hearing? Is it this? I hear clicking. <laughs> Who is clicking? Oh, I didn't realize yeah. I was going to click that. Yeah, the entire time I've sent you that, I sent you like an email. Why didn't you just I say something? Several you know, times. I can edit that out, right? I don't know. I was trying. Oh, I didn't man. want you now, to, have to I, edit now it, it Now it might be all over the recording, though. Ugh, great. It great. is. You should have just said something. Because I can I can edit out your the <laughs> fact that you said it. I can't edit out the fact that I'm clicking all over the recording. And I can't hear my own mic. Uh, great. Okay, well, um, for those of you listening, you might have been hearing my, my mouse clicking all over this. Another <laughs> shitty thing that this virus has ruined in this podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, I'm with you, Bethany. How can we believe in a god that allowed me to do that? <laughs> because we have been recording for 46 minutes and that could be like i could I, we could have no usable tape now thanks to my clicking oh <sighs> that's hilarious i don't know this is yeah. so crazy oh.